Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello again, and welcome to AutoLine Daily. It's a fine Wednesday, the 14th of December, 2011. The year is really winding down. I'm Michelle Krebs, Senior Analyst and Editor-at-Large of Edmunds.com, bringing you the latest and greatest news from the automotive world. In response to the U.S. placing tariffs on Chinese-made tires, China will impose tariffs on imported cars from the U.S. with engines larger than 2.5 liters. According to Bloomberg, GM will be hit with punitive duties close to 13 percent, while Chrysler will be forced to take nearly a 9 percent loss. The decision also affects BMW and Daimler, which export vehicles from the U.S. China currently imposes a 25 percent tariff on imported cars. The National Traffic Safety Board is calling for a nationwide ban on cell phone use and other electronic devices while driving. The call for a ban is in response to a fatal accident last year in Missouri. The NTSB says the ban should include hands-free devices as well, which would make it much stricter than what any state currently prohibits. It also means automakers would have to make big changes to infotainment systems that connect cell phones to the car. It's back! Chrysler announced it will reopen its Connor Avenue assembly plant in Detroit to produce the next-generation SRT Viper. The company stopped production of the car last year. Chrysler says the new Viper will go on sale late next year as a 2013 model. It's no secret Honda is struggling. November sales were down more than 10% compared with last year. You can blame the tsunami or its lackluster products, but there could be more to the brand's troubles. According to LeaseTrader.com, an automaker's leasing and lease transferring practices can have a big impact on future sales. It polled some of its users and found nearly 42% of people who leased a Honda between 2000 and 2004 said they would not buy another vehicle from the company because of the experience. Acura, Nissan, and Infiniti also scored poorly. In related news, the Detroit Free Press reports things are loosening up on the finance front. It's getting easier for consumers to snag auto loans. Another plus? More people are making their payments on time with delinquencies at near record lows. It's estimated in the last three months of the year, just half a percent of drivers will be more than 60 days behind on their payments. The forecast for 2012 looks even rosier as banks and financing companies compete for buyers. A French company called MCE5 Development is working on a variable compression engine that delivers some eye-popping numbers. WardsAuto.com reports its direct-injected gasoline 4 pumps out 243 horsepower with 361 foot-pounds of torque. In a mid-sized Peugeot 407, it's claimed to deliver up to 38 miles per gallon, about 6 liters per 100 kilometers. The company's goal is to build an engine with a compression ratio that can vary between 6 to 1 and 15 to 1. The system uses special pistons that can vary their heights to change compression. Voting for the North American Car and Truck of the Year Awards is in full swing, and I'll give you an insider's perspective right after this. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. 
Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. The first round of voting for the 2012 North American Car and Truck of the Year Awards just finished. We'll know the three car and three truck finalists when they are revealed at the Automotive Press Association luncheon in Detroit tomorrow. The ultimate winners will be announced at the Detroit Auto Show in January. The winners, and the finalists for that matter, will be a surprise this year, even to us 50 journalist jurors. This was a truly challenging year to select the industry's best because the car category is dominated by small cars and the truck category has not a single real truck. On the car side, about a dozen candidates boast 40 miles per gallon. Over a dozen are 30 MPG achievers. That certainly is admirable. It's just not very sexy for voting jurors. Clearly, however, it is a win for consumers who have a bumper crop of outstanding small fuel-efficient vehicles to choose from. Utilities dominate the so-called truck category again this year. For me, the car selection required number crunching on MPG and price, including features, to determine the bang for the buck. I also looked at the stories behind the vehicles. In the end, I gave the majority of my points to the Chevrolet Sonic and BMW X3. The Sonic, a terrific small car with a lot of value, is the first ultra-small car built by a U.S. auto company in the United States in the Detroit area, in fact, with union labor. I spread the rest of my allotted points to the Buick Verano, Ford Focus, Hyundai Elantra, and Volkswagen Passat. The X3, in my view, is at last a small utility worthy of the BMW badge. Plus, it's built only in South Carolina and shipped around the globe. My votes surely don't provide a clue to which vehicles will win in light of the varied taste and perspectives of the 50 journalists on the jury. It's just one juror's take on the year's best. That's it for today. Again, I'm Michelle Krebs of Edmunds.com. But before I take off, make sure you check out AutoLine After Hours this Thursday night. With John Awall, Peter DiLorenzo is in charge. He'll be joined by Todd Lassa of Motor Trend and Scott Burgess from the Detroit News. Check it out. It's sure to be a lively discussion. Anyway, thanks for watching. I'll see you around.